The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. There is $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Was, was Jaden Sancho offside? But look at Danny Ward, he just gets planted to the ground, praying that it goes past his post because if it doesn't, he's beaten. It's been touched off for GSP Hall. On target, but a pretty comfortable save. That's yeah, nice and inventive from Leicester. See what he's trying to do, just set it around the post, but he's not able to do that. Into Rashford on again for Jaden Sancho, who goes beyond the goalkeeper and scores the opening goal. Clinical. Does Danny Ward have to come? That's the big question. Does he have to make the decision up for Jaden Sancho? I don't think he does. I think if he holds his ground, I think Sancho is very close to him and it becomes a difficult chance. Tiedemans. The area where he can thrive. in that top corner Madison's effort was very good indeed it's a superb save in De Gea outstanding technique from James Madison is matched by an outstanding save from De Gea Up against Ericsson. Clips in towards Barnes. Just too high for Harvey Barnes, but you can hear the change of the mood here. Malassia. Bruno Fernandes. The game gets stretched. Dado. It's Ronaldo. Top. He's 
so unfortunate that it just fizzes over the crossbar, not under the crossbar. You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the BetMUFC Twitter account at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast Twitter account at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast are on at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And you can follow me on Twitter. I am at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. So this episode will obviously look back on that game against Leicester briefly and then move forward by previewing the game between Manchester United and Arsenal. Now, this is a very intriguing episode of Bet MEFC because the accusation that has been thrown or often thrown over the years at the Manchester United-Arsenal fixture as of late is that it's not as big as it used to be. This is because we're looking back at the biggest rivalry in the history of the Premier League. I don't care what people say about Klopp and Pep. Wenger versus Ferguson was the biggest. That is historically the biggest rivalry in the EPL. Arsenal emerged as the first real serious contenders to Manchester United's dominance. I know Blackburn won the EPL, but it was Arsenal who very much first looked like they were going to um, disrupt Manchester United's consistent run on top. Therefore, Wenger versus Ferguson would always be bigger. But over the years, this has become a fixture for European contention. This has become a fixture for who gets into the top four, more so than any kind of title charge from either one of these two teams. Now, I'm not saying either one of them are title contenders, but looking at this fixture right now, you really don't know what to make of Manchester United. Are they back? Are they not back? We've had a poor start from Eric Ten Hag, and then he's won three games in a row, including a win against Liverpool. So is everything right at Manchester United? I'll ask that question again later. Is everything now right at Arsenal? They are top of the league, clear. They'll be top of the league even if they don't get anything from this game. They've won their first five games. But look at the opponents that they've faced. Is this the first real test for Arsenal this season? So this game is full of intrigue. And we're going to get to it later on before we look back at this game against Leicester. Before we do that, let me take a second out to talk to you about WinBet. If you're thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet also just released their first QB with five TDs prop bets. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. This offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
Let me take a second out also to tell you about Odds Trader. Now, Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bets to make the most informed bets possible, which is going to be crucial as we get to December and January in the NFL season. To get involved, head over to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for your game day bets. And finally, let me tell you guys about our free roll football contests. The free roll football contests are here. The college football contest has $1,500 up for grabs, whilst the NFL contest has $5,000 up for grabs and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas. All you need to do to get involved is sign up exclusively in our Discord, and that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. So looking back at this Leicester game, I'm not going to um, dwell on it too much. It was a bit of an ugly 1-0 win. Now, I was happy with Manchester United showing that they could win ugly against Southampton because that's a difficult place to go. I was even happier when I saw what happened to Chelsea because Southampton, they just outrun you. They outwork you. They put pressure on you at home. The crowd do get behind them. And the only way to beat Southampton is to work equally as hard as Southampton and then have better players in your team. If you have better players doing the same thing, working just as hard, you can win against Southampton. That's not what Chelsea did. And that is what Manchester United did. So that was a good result. Here against Leicester, obviously it's a good result on paper because Leicester were desperate and recently Man United have had a bad record against Leicester, but we did grind out another 1-0. If you heard the highlights at the top of the show, there were there were chances to score more goals, so I'm not going to put too much weight into it. But I think when you looked at the result against Liverpool and you saw the way United played, you wanted a inspiring comeback. Now, it's great to have nine points on the board. This is the ideal situation on paper. But when you look at some of the performances, you would like Manchester United to be a little bit more convincing. And therefore, due to the fact that they haven't been entirely convincing, it makes it hard for me to be entirely convinced that they are back. One of the biggest concerns that I have, and this is just, obviously, when we look at the the Arsenal-Man United game, you're looking at the concerns of Arsenal being their easy running. The concerns for Man United for me are that this manager comes in. At the moment, everything's right. The players are playing for him. We're winning games and whatnot. Well, not everything's, I would say everything's right, but everything's moving in the right direction. But there's one key thing in terms of the way Manchester United are playing. If you look at these long balls, um, what, what helped us against Liverpool, where we, where they, we did not allow teams to press us. There was a 15% increase in the number of long balls we played against Liverpool. Now, tactically setting up for that one game where it was desperation after losing your first two, you couldn't, you couldn't start with three losses in a row. Manchester United couldn't start with three losses in a row. I could understand the tactic. But we continued to play a higher percentage of long balls. Now, we spent the entire summer with this guy, Eric Ten Hag, coming in and smashing the players over the head with short balls, short balls, short balls, and shouting at them when they played the long ball. He was married to that tactic. He was married to the way that he wanted to play. He wanted to implement a Ajax style of football at Manchester United. And that was key. And he had the players learning it and practicing it and learning it and practicing it and running and passing and short passing and moving and, and everything throughout the, the pre-season. And now he's abandoned it. He's abandoned it five games into the season. So while everything is rosy now, is this something that the players can point to 
when when the chips are down or when Manchester United go through a bad patch. Because we know historically that at this club over the last few years, these players do down tools and they do point to the manager and they do go to the media and their agents. And we do have some moles here in the cap. At the moment, I feel like a lot of these moles are sitting on the bench. I love the fact Luke Shaw's not playing. He's He's been a crybaby for years. I love the fact that Maguire isn't playing at the moment. He's been a liability all of last season. So at the moment, the, the centre-back pairing is, is working. And um, you can continue to throw criticism at Martinez for being five foot nine, But at the end of the day, he's performing well. He's winning a vast majority of his headers in the air, winning his aerial battles. So he's able to compensate for being five foot nine. That was a really big deal and a, and a big deal was made about it. And, and even I talked about it on the show, it made me concerned. Obviously, gen- generally, I'm concerned when centre-backs are five foot nine, but not so much when we sign him for 46 million and not when Arsenal themselves and, and Mikel Arteta wanted to buy him and were, were challenging us for him. So this doesn't worry me, especially when the media can't have it both ways. You can't be anti-Manchester United and then praising Arsenal's transfer policy and all of the young signings that they've made and, and saying that Arsenal's scouting network is putting together a great team for the future. And then when Manchester United beat him to a player, suddenly the heavy emphasis is on the fact that he was five foot nine. So I, I know we haven't talked too much specifically about the Leicester game. I think that is really my main concern in, in that I would like it to be more convincing. And um, I'm concerned about in the future, we, we, we get back to this, this key point that Ten Hag drilled them for so long to come in and do something, was adamant that he was going to play a certain way. And now five games into the season, we're not playing it. So we will now move on to the Arsenal game. Before we do that, Let's listen to what Eric Ten Hag has to say about the upcoming game. It seemed quite clear that there was movement on the pitch and understanding on the pitch that they worked on in the training ground. I just wondered, is that what you saw? Yes, I, I, I have seen um, some good stuff, uh, but I still can, and that is, and you're talking about, yeah, uh, uh, it, it, it's more than details, huh? but I see structures are coming, uh, um, we are constructing. And that's good to see, but yeah, we have uh, to do that and improve from game to game. And yeah, that is work on the training ground, that's work in the video, and that's work in the games. In terms of the spaces you wanted to exploit better, how can they do that? What should they improve? Well, so I think many more, but it's about formation, um, about getting, getting and creating lines and then make the right decisions. Um, uh, but also um, the decisions on the ball, but also out of position. Uh, still, we um, uh, we're making a good step. Uh, we have a base, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. We just have time for one question each to get through a few. So, Andy, how are you feeling about your defenders at the moment, individually and, and collectively? Uh, collectively, I see the whole team is defending, and that makes it more easy. For, the, for our defenders but I think what they do well is um, they cooperate and they do it together and they support each other and yeah, then, um, then they have a good performance and it's difficult for opponents to create chances and that is I think what we see in this moment in the pitch Simon Hi, Just wondering what the situation with Anthony Martial is uh, Luke Shaw and Aaron Wimsack were 
It's difficult um, to say um, when I talk about Luke Shaw and Aaron, but uh, Anthony Marshall will not be involved for Sunday. Um, I cannot tell at this moment. Uh, Last two questions, Ian and Samuel. Hi, Eric. Um, in terms of Anthony, do you see him being able to, to feature in the game on Sunday? Have you seen enough of him to know that his condition is, is strong enough for that? Uh, today he did his first training, uh, so individual. Um, tomorrow we have a, a, a team session, and, and Saturday we have a team session. So um, I will think about uh, and then we will take a decision. Eric, there's maybe a bit of surprise that Casemiro didn't start tonight, but now they're doing this sequence of Thursday, Sunday games. Is that a new challenge for you, having to select games for Thursday and the and Thursday games on Sunday as well? No, um, it is an option. But um, also that I have to overthink. Um, uh, I've seen Arsenal tough opponent um, they started really well as we as we all know in the season uh, you can see there's a team who are longer together who, uh, with the coach he's bringing his coaching uh, his philosophy in the team so for us is a good test that are really looking forward and we will pick the right 11 to start uh, but uh, as you see um, it's not only team we have a squad, and also today, uh, the subs who came on, they did really well, and um, so I'm happy with that, and yeah, that is what we have to construct further. A couple of final ones with an embargo of 10.30 on Saturday night, Joe. So now we'll move on to looking at the odds for the Arsenal game. Before we do that, let me take a second out to tell you guys about promoguide.us. For all you sports guys out there, I want to tell you the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called promoguide.us. At promoguide.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sportsbooks in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business, plus tons of free picks as well. Promoguide.us is your guide to smart betting. Once again, that's promoguide.us. Also, let me tell you about Sleeper because it is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. It's legitimately a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Stop what you're doing now. Download Sleeper and play their new over-under game to have fun with your friends and to make some money. On your mobile phone, join our Sleeper listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 with the promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And finally, let me tell you guys about Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is a comb of competition bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official sportsgamingpodcast.com or sorry, sportsgamingpodcast network NFL Survivor contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. It's a $500 cash prize and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Just sign up today at play.runyourpool.com 
play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. So here we are. We're going to look at the game here between Manchester United and Arsenal and try and find a bet for you guys. As I alluded to on the EPL show, this is considered a 50-50 contest. It's currently 8-5 on Manchester United. It's currently 8-5 on Arsenal. And it's 5-2 on the draw. Obviously, when you look at the draw no bet markets, they are exactly the same. It's 10-11 on Arsenal. And it's 10-11 on Manchester United. And if you look at the... um, the double chance market, Manchester United to win or draw is available at one to two and Arsenal to win or draw is also available at one to two. This is as even as things can get. The books genuinely don't know what to do with this game. And uh, in fact, some books have United as a narrow favourite and some books, of course, have Arsenal as a narrow favourite. So that says a lot about this game. People just aren't sure. People aren't sure if Manchester United are, are genuinely back or not. And people aren't sure if to if they should be buying into this start from Arsenal, where obviously they have a 100% record after five games and haven't really faced too much adversity. I mean, they were, other than being 1-0 down against Fulham, but they survived that test. They made a comeback and showed that they could be 1-0 down and, and, and still win a game. In previous seasons, you could argue that Arsenal would have lost that game. The statistical data does point to Arsenal. Arsenal have already won five times this season and they've put in some impressive displays. Um, They've come back from adversity. They're good value in some people's eyes to get all three points on Sunday with Man United opening the season with those two disappointing defeats. And um, given that the hosts have won just once in eight meetings with Arsenal and of course losing that last one, which was touted as a a crucial game, uh, in, in terms of who would get Champions League football, but in the end it didn't matter because both teams ended up in the Europa League. There were times in that game where Manchester United were the better side and Arsenal did score against the runner play. Now, obviously, this isn't Ralph Ragnick's Man United. They don't play like Ralph Ragnick's Manchester United. Um, I don't know if Manchester United have an identity yet, which was what, which was my concern that I was talking about at the top of the show. It's very difficult to, to find a bet here for this game. The odds will tell you that. As a Man United fan, I would expect Manchester United to win this game. This is because I do think Manchester United are the best opponents that Arsenal have had. I do think that we should be turning Old Trafford back into a fortress. And I do look at how we got up for that game against Liverpool and look at this game against Arsenal and expect more of the same. I am concerned that we've had a day less rest and um, that Eric Ten Hag continues to play the same team over and over again. Now, usually, obviously, that's a positive thing. If we found a team and we're not massively rotating over and over and over again. That That's a good thing here, um, to find some consistency, to find an 11 that we believe in, and just now and then change a few cogs in the puzzle. But some of the people sitting out include Casemiro, which one of the journalists alluded to. Now, we've paid a lot of money for this player. How long is he sit, How long is he going to sit on the bench? How long is Cristiano Ronaldo going to tolerate sitting on the bench? And if it does become intolerable for him, how long is it going to be before he does become a disruption for the team? Um, looking at some key data here for this game, Arsenal have seen over two and a half goals in seven of their last eight and have 11 wins in a row coming into this game. They've also scored in the last eight games against United. United obviously coming with three wins in a row. 
Historically, in this fixture, Arsenal scored the first goal in four of the last five. However, interestingly, there have been less than two and a half goals in five of the last seven matches between the two. So even the data doesn't really tell you much. Um, I know United coming are coming into this off the back of two clean sheets. But I think the data that Arsenal scored against them in the last eight games and for us to suddenly shut out Arsenal, I think, is a little far-fetched for me. So I do think Arsenal will score, but at the same time, I do think Manchester United will find a way to find a net in this game. So both teams to score is the no-brainer selection for me, but the juice on that tells you why it's a no-brainer selection because that's available at three to five. As for who wins this game, I think that I would be taking Manchester United as a pick in the draw-no-bet market. Um, I think we've been def- we've defended a lot better as of late. I think it would be very, very disappointing if Arsenal were to score two goals against us. And I think they would need to score two goals to win because I do think United will win. And ultimately, I think you're going to be good here for a refund because I think if anybody wins this game, it will be United with the old traffic car roaring them through. I know Arsenal have done well so far this season, but they have limited options on the bench. And their point percentage per game drops 06 when Thomas Partey doesn't play. Thomas Partey is out for this game. There's question marks over Odegaard, who's their captain, and it's been a key player this season because he has a seriously bruised foot. There's even question marks over Ramsdale. Now, some of these players could come in and play, but I don't think Zinchenko's going to play, and I don't think Partey's going to play, and that means Man United could win a key battle in midfield. Whether we play Casemiro or McTominay alongside Ericsson, or, or whether we play both and take Ericsson out of the team. Man United do have midfield options, and the midfield has been key as of late. Bruno Fernandes has played a lot better since he's become captain, and he's been working his socks off. So I think Man United could win this key midfield battle, and that's something I probably haven't said for about two seasons, and that could be crucial in this game. So hopefully this doesn't fall under the category of supporter bias. I do think Man United draw no bet is the way to go. And I think both teams to score is a no-brainer play. But as I said, it's very, very juiced at the price of three to five. So I'm not going to really be taking too much credit if that selection cashes here in this one. So that's it for me and this episode of BetMUFC. Don't forget the Champions League returns in midweek. But until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.